When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. Yes, sir. It is time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers by my side. His name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? Well, other than the fact that I'm completely despondent based upon world events, um... I'm going to start the show okay, with an apology. Oh. Are you ready for I, this? I am. I owe a massive, massive apology to Doug Fratello. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. He was pissed. He's, and, and, and I thought, should I respond to his email? Mm. And I thought, no. I'm going to come on the show. And I feel bad. I genuinely feel bad because okay. a week ago today, the Twins were getting set to kick off their their playoff run against the Toronto Blue Jays. And in my defense, I have had, what, 19 years of heartbreak, of playoff disappointment yep. to, to back me up and, and thinking this way, but I should have known better. But it hasn't really taken away from my enjoyment of what's been a really fun postseason series so, to so watch. So if I recall, to recant, not recant, re, reposition what you said last week, you said, I I don't even know if I want the Twins to win. No, and I, I'll repeat what I okay. said, because I clarified it this way. I said, if we're not going to win the World Series, mm-hmm. meaning we got it. Still got a chance to win yep, it all. And yep. I do I believe they're going to? I don't. But now it no, hold on. <laughs> okay, yeah. Do I think do I think there's they're a going possibility to win? now? There's a possibility. But mm-hmm. do I do I think they're going to win the World Series? I still do not think that. Okay. However, this has been really fun. Sure. So what I said a week ago on this show was if they're not going to win the World Series, I want to keep the streak alive mm-hmm. because that's kind of our thing. Now that the streak is over, let's go win the let's damn go. thing. Okay, let's because when you said that to me, I called BS. I'm like, I you can't mean that. You can't mean that. You of all people, sure, could not mean that. I'm a my, weird, I'm a weird person. You, you should know you that are, by now. You are weird, but my uncle Doug was pissed. I he know was like, he was. How are you <laughs> ever going to say that? Because he, like you, is just. He is emotionally tied to the success of the Twins. Yeah. Like, it's a big deal for him, right? And he was just like, he was like legitimately mad. He called me at like midnight saying, give me his phone number. And I'm like, I'm not giving you Reaver's right. phone number. I have it right here. Okay. This is from I last- did not. I did not read this because I don't think he sent it to me. This is from last Wednesday, 10-4, Doug Fratelloni, two Reavers. 
Subject line, disturbing twins comment. <laughs> Dear dummy, get off your oatmeal ass and start cheering for the twins, you knucklehead. If not, please turn in the following cards before 3.38 p.m. today, meaning October 4th. Mm-hmm. Twins fan card. Minnesota fan card, GL common sense card. I would suggest you also turn in your man card, but men can also be Richards. And your weekly scramble comments were certainly Richard-like. Sincerely, Doug Fredoloni, There Falcon you go. Heights, Minnesota. There you go. Doug, I apologize. Kind of. <laughs> here's why. Here's why I will apologize. I should know better. And now that you and I were just talking about this before the show, it's so much fun now. To watch sports with my two sons because they're they're really so really starting to get into it, and so it's fun because my my oldest son is eleven, soon to be twelve. Well, the twins had already won a World Series by the time I was that age, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I was a bit skewed thinking, sure. well, I don't of have course, the, yeah, the heartbreak. Yeah. So it's fun for me to watch sports with them, thinking, well, they just don't have the, in my case. Four and a half decades of heartbreak and misery yeah, with yeah. all of the losing that I've had to endure. They they're still optimistic. Yeah, they still have a future of brightness ahead of when them. When the Twins won the first World Series in 1987, I was the same age as my son Leland is right yeah, now. Yeah. And so for for him, it's it's great because he's thinking, well, this is sweet. This is they're going to win every game. Well, no, that's not how it works. Has buddy. their school done the old wear your twin stuff to school yet? Is that today? Sort of. And it's my fault because we had, like, last week we had homecoming week. And it, so what we've had is um, kids kind of, and I completely forgot to have them wear their, like, each of my kids has a twins jersey. Sure. And I thought, and I thought about as we were walking to the bus, I thought, oh, crap, we forgot to wear our twin stuff today. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to remember to do it tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay. Yeah, so we'll do it for tomorrow's game after they take a commanding Two to one lead after their victory today. And what time is the game tonight? Three o'clock today. Three o'clock. So right when we finish the yeah. weekly why, scramble. Why do you think when you came in and said, "Hey, we, we got to get make this thing cooking okay, here"? Okay, because now you're on board. <laughs> well, you you can see a time where you just are just in heave, crying, hugging your boys, and the twins just win the World Series, and you're just heave crying, and you're just your Homer Hanky is just drenched with your tears. Have I ever told you what my turning point was with Minnesota sports? No. Have you and I ever shared that story? We might have, but remind me. Because I don't think, personally, I will ever get to that point. You know, I've been a diehard, I'm, you know, season ticket holder, everything. I've been, a, of, of all of these teams, I don't think I'll ever get back to being an emotionally connected fan. Even though... And to the point of causing, uh, to, for it to elicit a reaction out of me. Okay, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, wh- why? What's the turning point? So, and I'll, okay, he, he, it's also a product of age. Sure. You just, you know, when you get older, it's yeah. like, it's, it's you're, just you're a ball you're game. man now. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Right. Now, when my kids get emotional about it, that might make me sure. emotional. So there, there might be that part of it. But I'm way more invested into their sports and sure. their team success than I ever will be of a Minnesota sports franchise ever again. Okay. You know, because I, I remember last summer, my my youngest was pitching a huge, uh, uh, what would you call it, a tournament game. And I was, people are looking at him, what is his deal? Like, I was getting pumped up. Sure. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I said, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm getting all wound up here. Like, that, that I will get and that I still have. But at the part of me getting... That upset watching watching a Twins game. That, you that wouldn't probably cry wouldn't. if the Twins won the World Series. No, you cried at Top Gun, Reavers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you my turning four, point four times. I'll tell four you times. my turning point. Okay, and I know that 
my wife would corroborate the story because she was with me. This was the Christmas Eve game back in 2004 against the Green Bay Packers. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the game at all? Remind me, I might. So this was a Vikings team that was kind of teeter-tottering on, are they going to be a play? Are they going to make the playoffs? Are they not? This just is. Who was our quarterback? Uh, 04 would have been Dante Culpepper. Okay. And they were hosting the Packers. And the Packers were also kind of on that middling, oh, they they were neck and neck. Who's going to win the division, right? And it was a Christmas Eve I believe it was a late afternoon, like a 325 game. Okay. So enough time where people could get good and liquored up yeah, before. Yeah, some drinks, And then food. people still had, they could still go somewhere after. In fact, it okay. might have been like a two o'clock start. I All don't right. remember. Anyway, it was an afternoon game. And I remember going into it going, we're going to win this. It's going to be so awesome. And we are going to, we are going to celebrate Christmas Eve with just an epic win. And it's mm-hmm. going to be awesome. 04, 05. I think it might have been 2005. I'll go back and look. It doesn't matter. It was I just remember it was on Christmas Eve. Sure. And they lost on a last second field goal. And oh. my she was then my girlfriend. I don't even remember if we were engaged at the time. But we were supposed to go to my grandparents' house for Christmas Eve. And I was so freaking mad. No. I no to the po- I I said I don't want to no. go. No. I was that angry that the Vikings lost to the Packers because we were sitting around and we went with another couple. Sure. And I remember we were sitting around other people and having to listen to Packer fan. I just said, I got so visibly upset and angry. I I just didn't want to go anywhere. I just wanted to go home and I didn't want to deal with anything. And she looked at me and she said, what is wrong with you? And I stopped in my tracks and went, oh my God, she's right. Yeah, she's right. What yeah. in the hell is wrong yeah. with me? Yeah. Why am I letting a freaking football game mm-hmm. affect me on Christmas on Eve Christmas from Eve. enjoying time with my family? Yeah. And she nailed it. She yeah. was 100% yeah. right. And that that was my turning point. So do you love that? That was back in 2004, Do I love that she was right? Absolutely not. Do you love the fact that <laughs> she looks at you like every three days to now and says, what is wrong with you? And you're like, <laughs> she's used to this yeah, ammunition. Like, for, get off my ass, lady. I right. don't know. A lot no, of things. But I do. I'll never. I, it was that game because we were with my, my buddy, Matt, and now his wife, Melissa. We were we were at the game with the four of us went to the game together. And and we, all of us were kind of, oh, but but mm-hmm. I I was mad. I was yeah. visible. And that was that was my turning point. I thought, oh, my God, I'm never allowing a professional sports game to affect me There's that way. nothing you can do about the outcome. Nothing. You don't coach it. You don't own nope. it. You don't manage it. You don't have a say in it. Right. It's just totally out of your control. It's so much more fun if they win. In fact, I had to... Oh, my, yeah. First, don't get me yeah. wrong. It is... It's way more like a Twins, especially given the fact that the Vikings are dog crap and there's mm-hmm. nothing else really to cheer for. The fact that the Twins are having this run is so much fun. It is fun. Yeah, I But I'm to, not going to get emotionally attached to it ever again. Probably uh, ever. Whenever I watch my kids play... I say things like, oh, that was really fun. It's way more fun if you win. I have to like put oh, that no dig qu- in. Oh, no question. And I say that to them and they're like, thanks, dad. Like you can just see I'm like, you yep. a-hole. Like I'm just going <laughs> to I'm just gonna totally need therapy because you're such a weirdo. Right. I, I know that's what they're thinking and they're right. They absolutely will need therapy. But you had to have, that had to have happened to you at some point. It did. I, I had, it would kind of ruin my weekend. And then I'm like, what am I doing? Right. Why? I, I have no control over this. And then I learned something called stoicism. And stoicism oh. is all oh about um, controlling what you can control and what you can't control, get out of your mind. Okay. Right? You can enjoy a football game, but regardless of how it ends up, 
you can't be mad or happy about it. It's out of your control. You know, if they win, great. If they lose, ah, uh, great. It doesn't matter. Sure. And so I very seldom punch walls anymore, right? That and I can t- I can say I've never done that. That's why when I see these stupid videos and keep in mind ladies and gentlemen, most of these videos you see on social media are completely staged. They're totally completely yeah. set up. None yeah. of them are actually real. Otherwise, why would someone just randomly be sitting there filming a guy watching the end of the Steelers game and when on he his punches laptop? Punches his TV or I mean, whatever. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Who, are you, who are you kidding? Uh, that's why the, all those stupid. There was one from the Phillies and Braves game last night from the, the those idiots from Barstool Sports. Yeah. Where the guy that's wearing his Philly shirt, he gets super. Come, come on. I, I, I don't buy uh, yeah. any of that crap. None of that's real. I do right. remember. Remember that fourth and twenty nine where we lost to, to the Cardinals. We were going to go oh, to the playoffs. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. It was fourth and 29, something, something like that. like that, yeah. I was so pissed, I slammed my hand against the table at the no. bar. And, like, I just went, like, super hard down on the table. Yeah. I thought I broke every bone in my hand. <laughs> I thought, please, if there's a God, which there is, uh-huh. please cure my hand in the next couple of days. It was all black. I mean, it was black and blue. I hit that table. Well, and just, I banged it just flat on the table. I've noticed this. So, um, this past Sunday... I met my brother for we we had to we had some business things to, mm-hmm. to meet up so we met, like found a spot halfway where we met we we just met and we had breakfast and whatnot and the because the Vikings played late on Sunday yeah. so this was probably right around lunchtime a little bit before lunchtime and we were sitting there shooting the breeze and there were two guys sitting at the bar watching the Steelers and Ravens game and something and you're thinking okay you're in the middle of you know, uh, Lesseur County sure. in Minnesota. Like, why would uh, two guys sitting at the bar be? Well, of course, it's because they were probably gambling on the game. And something happened where somebody threw an interception or whatever. This guy slammed his glass down and shattered it. Ooh. And I'm thinking, dude, yeah. this is this is why I'm opposed to legalizing to gambling, gambling yeah. because yeah. this is the kind of crap that happens oh, yeah. a, a, as a result of them. Because, again, Ninety percent of people can handle it and only bet what they can afford to lose. But there's idiots like this that just realize, oh, I just blew my entire paycheck. Now I'm pissed. Yeah. Now I'm and I'm screwed. Right. And my wife might leave me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, I, I can't gamble. Can't do it. No. Can't I, do and it. I, and I've never been a big gambler. And I no. and again, if you want to, by all means, you go right ahead. I'm just that's just not my cup. Of I tea. was listening to a really great podcast called Monday Night Sports Talk, <laughs> <laughs> and that you are one of the hosts with. Joe Suchere and mm. um, Patrick Royce. You reminded me of something. Thank and you. And they were talking about people who deigned to sell their tickets to potentially teams from out of town. Correct. And how people want those people to lose their season tickets. Yes. What What do you think about that concept? Well, um, on that same day, yeah. uh, my youngest had a basketball game. So we were, this was after the Vikings had lost to the Chiefs. And I was monitoring the competition, and on the the call-in show where all the drunks call in to, to complain about the Vikings, one person had called in and was very upset at how many red shirts they saw at U.S. Thousands, Bank Stadium. Yeah. And, there, and there was. There was a healthy yeah, amount, yeah. and you could hear it through the television feed. Yeah. And this person wanted all of the Vikings season ticket holders that sold their tickets to Chiefs fans to, to be found out and have their season tickets revoked, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to which I want to tell that person, well, um, sir, uh, I know you're a point three right now, but understand that season tickets aren't cheap. Yeah. And in some cases, 
a lot of people sell their season tickets to basically recoup a lot of that money that they spend on personal seat licenses yeah. and everything else. So if you want to blame somebody for the reselling of the tickets at sometimes two and three times what they paid for it, you can blame Vikings ownership for charging personal seat licenses. Mm-hmm. That's who your anger should be stemmed at. And and a guy selling his season tickets off for a couple of games, the Packer game normally, yep, right? Yep. It, you're just trying to recoup enough that you can pay for one or potentially two games for you to go where it kind of washes out. Like, yeah, hey, I got exactly. to go to a game this year, yep. and I kind of wash. It's not, hey, I get to go to half the games this year no. because I, I made so much selling my tickets. Correct. Yeah, yeah. so I thought that but was that kind always, of interesting that's thing. Always funny. And then how would you know who you're selling your tickets to? Well, I know on some of the secondary markets, you don't. Because yeah. they control the inventory, so you have no idea. You have no concept. You're yeah. selling it through a second party source that's taking a small fee, mm-hmm. and then because then that way they know that the the buyer and the seller both know all the ticket transactions verified. Yep, everything's yep, legit, exactly. Yep, yep. So you have zero idea who's buying sure. them. You just know that you're setting a, a specific price. And if that price isn't being met by a certain period of time, then you got to keep lowering the price until someone finally says, "Okay, that's a price I'm willing to pay." Um, but one thing that I'm so angry that I forgot to bring up yesterday on Monday Night Sports Talk, and this is something that Patrick and I talked about way back when we were still doing the radio show, and that's when I believe it was formally announced, and this would have been, what, five, six years ago, that the the Raiders were going to officially move from Oakland to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And so what we did was we started to go through the litany of teams coming to Vegas for the very first time. And last night was one of those landmark occasions when the Green Bay Packer fan base would descend upon the city of Las Vegas. And I believe it was Patrick who had said, if you're a 45-year-old hooker, it's time to get in shape when the Packers come to town. (laughs) I believe he also said that about the (laughs) Buffalo Bills when they would come to town. And, And then, of course, this coming February when the Super Bowl is coming to town because um, those hookers are going to need to get in shape. Yeah, they will uh, They will get their use when the Packers are there. Is that I what just, you're saying? Yeah, I, I don't I'll, see Wisconsinites doing it. I'll be honest. Yeah. Again, I'm not a big gambler. I don't get it. I don't yeah. get I, I, And maybe it's because I've never experienced it. Maybe because I don't trust myself enough mm. to, to, to go to Vegas. Sure. Everything is so ungodly expensive. Everything's expensive. There are no great deals in Vegas anymore. That's just it. Yeah. It's, oh, it only cost me $100 for a bottle of water. Well, I, right? I, I told you this story that I was in Vegas for work, and I, I usually, in years past, I would go to Vegas for work a couple times a year, right? Conventions or meetings sure. or something, and I'd go there. Because it's a big, big convention big town. Big convention town, right? Yep. Huge convention town, because a lot of people like to go. And I had like... 30 minutes left before I had to hop in my cab to go to the airport. So I said, I'm just going to go gamble. And about four minutes after I started gambling, I lost a hundred dollars Wow! And in a slot machine, right? Just, it was gone before I even blinked. It was gone. Wow. And then I walked, I said, okay, screw this. And I was in the Cosmopolitan, which is a great hotel. And I was walking around and I went into this store and it had this ugly, ugly t-shirt and the t-shirt was $104. <laughs> and I thought to myself, it would have been better to buy that T-shirt for a hundred and four dollars that you get to keep. That I could at least I could have had this moronic T-shirt, 
And I just couldn't get past that thought of, I wasted, I fed a machine a hundred bucks, had no enjoyment out of it. I mean, I won like two times $2, right? The rest of it was just gone, 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 loser, loser, loser. And then I looked at that t-shirt and I was like, I would have been better off walking up here, throwing a hundred dollars into a stupid t-shirt that no one should buy a t-shirt for a hundred bucks. No one should do that. And I just couldn't, I couldn't get that out of my brain. Right now, though, strangely, Vegas is all ripped up. So when the Packers fans went there, all the whole, the everything, the whole strip is ripped up because they're going to have an F one race there coming up. See, I didn't notice because I I did notice when they had a couple of overhead shots because I was watching it on my laptop eating dinner because the wife and kids were uh, sitting. Well, I mean, I was in the same mm-hmm. area, but they were watching a movie, okay. so I had it on as I was doing some other stuff on my on my laptop. But there was two overhead shots. Because I remember driving through there a couple of times sure. on one of the dumb dumb runs, but I didn't see any construction. Well, they're just they're re, uh, you know re, uh, recoding the streets right to make it perfect because you know you can't have any bumps. Oh God, it, no. this is going to be like I mean it's going to be a huge deal. It's going to be the biggest F one race of all times. So we'll have more people at it than any other race in the history of F one races. How in God's name is that going to be safe? I don't know. I mean, they're even like shutting off the main entrances to like Caesar's Palace. The main entrance is going to be closed. When is the race? I think in like a month. So for the next. Four well, weeks. Yeah, it's not shut now, but they're repaving everything. I mean, it's it's a huge cluster See, right now. People I, okay. are people are not loving it because they can't walk down the strip. From what I I'm not even a casual racing fan. Not my, no, my brothers are. They're they're really big into NASCAR, and and, and I get the the sports massive popularity, especially F1 has. What was the uh, there was a wasn't there a Netflix series on F1 that really caused its rise yeah, in popularity? Yep. But what I can't get past is. When you see these tracks, because wasn't there just a race in Chicago uh, a, f- a few months ago or whatever it was? Nope. Wasn't it Chicago? Nope. Miami. Was it Miami? They have Miami, Austin, and Vegas. Okay. Okay. Well, there was uh, there was another race where I'm thinking, I don't know why that's compelling. The fact that it's not in an actual racetrack, the fact that it's, that it's on city streets. And obviously it is, otherwise they wouldn't do it. Well, but. most of them are on actual racetracks, right? Like the Bahrainian Grand Prix, the Qatarian Grand Prix, those are on built racetracks, but not always. So right now in Vegas, it's not a racetrack. It's going to be right down the road. In fact, you're going to be driving right in front of the Venetian, the Bellagio, Caesar's Palace, right down. Huh. It's going to be 14 turns. It's uh, 6.12 kilometers, which is like 47 miles, I think. I don't know how, how many. I've never <laughs> learned that metric system. and okay. never will. All right. That's one thing. I, You know, Reavers, there's a couple things in life that men need to do. What's that? Right, you need to put a line in the sand and say, "I'm not doing this." Okay. And mine is, I'm not learning the metric system. I'm they tried you. to push that crap on me back in third grade. I remember. Like it's way easier. Everything comes in tens. No, I'm not learning it. No, I don't. If someone says I have a gram of something, I'm not going to look at it. I don't know what a gram is. Although you being in the hardware business, don't you kind of have to go along those lines? Well, I mean, with... I'll know the thread sizes of like M3 screws. I'll get that. Okay. But I'm never going to know how fast I'm going in kilometers. <laughs> you draw ever. the line if it has nothing to do with hardware. If it has nothing to do with hardware, I don't care. I'm just not going to do it. So, I, But, you know, a man has to have stuff like that in his life. I hear you. You're just not doing it. Okay. I'm not driving any of my kids' friends home. I'm just not doing it. Like, if you come to my house, I'm not driving you home. Right. Figure it out. Like, you got your, here, right? You got here. Your parents can come get you. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm just, there's certain things I'm not going to do. It's uh, November 16th through the 18th. Of 2023. November 16th through the 18th of 2023. Yep. Okay. Second to last race of the year. Got it. Okay. Well, that's cool. So they're going to have that 
ahead of having the Super Bowl in February. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's, that's nuts. I mean that will be it'll be all gone. I there, get but, it, but that's but still like huge, holy crap. Huge. I mean this will bring in. I mean, this will be Super Bowl-esque in the amount of money this will bring into that. Right. That would be an interesting question. What brings in more money, the F1 race or oh, the Super Bowl? It can't even be close. It's got to be the Super Bowl. I don't I don't think so. Really? I mean, You know, they, you know what? That's a good thing to monitor. I mean, it, it, I'm you're, putting you're right. you in charge of that. Okay, I'm going to do a little investigating for next week. No, you should. That's actually yeah. a really good— Yeah, and, and I, I'd assume in America, Super Bowl's obviously—Super Bowl's a big, big thing, right? Although, I get that. I will say this, and you might have a point, because I remember when the Super Bowl was here, you were at events. Yep, yep. Uh, I not only was at events, but were, I worked a ton of different events, both from a broadcasting standpoint and from a service industry standpoint. I will say this. I think the way that it's set up where the NFL comes to your town— and they just take over. Take over everything. And they they buy everything up. They it, And so the public really doesn't have an opportunity to no, go to a lot of no, stuff. Can't really, and everything that you can go to is all corporate expense. Like oh, everything's so crazy expensive. And I think that a lot of it is, well, I can't tell you how many different um, corporate events I worked where there's nobody here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's, it's, okay, company ABC decided we're going to buy out this building for mm-hmm. Tuesday, whatever their duration of their time yep, is, yep. and they may or may not have people show up. Well, it still has to be staffed. Sure. So we, we're, you know, you end up working that or agreeing to work that, not knowing if there's going to be two people there or 200,000 people mm-hmm, there. You have mm-hmm, no idea. Well, mm-hmm. then great. I just wasted a complete night where I could have been at a different event making actual money. I went to a party during the Super Bowl. I think it was called Leather and Lace. Oh, boy. It was hosted by the one and only... Rob Gronkowski's brother, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what? And have you do you know, do you know what Rob Gronkowski's brother looks like? I, I do. He looks he, just like Rob, but a not a good looking version. Right. Rob's not good looking. Right. His brother looks like one chromosome chart. Right. Just a little off. He's the test pancake Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> he is the test. Pancake Rob Gronkowski. Yep. He is absolutely that. And then there was a couple other people. One of the Wahlburgers and his blonde <laughs> wife. Um, I'm forgetting her name. She was really popular in the 90s. Um, she was uh, a porn, not a porn not, star. Not uh, Donnie Wahlberg, is it? Yeah, but what's Donnie's wife's name? Uh, what's McCartney? McCarthy? Jenny McCarthy? Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy and, and the Wahlburger was there. Jenny Not, McCarthy why am I married Wahlburger. Wall Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Yeah. Uh, because Wahlburger is a brand yes, of burgers. Yes. So he was sold instead of flipping burgers, he was co-hosting this, and they had the one and only Flo Rida. And Flo Rida came out because he was the big guest musical event here. He lip sang one song, threw his hand in the air a couple times, and was out. He was in and out of the venue. Reavers, if it was seven minutes, I'd be shocked. And he probably got a hundred grand. Who knows up. what he got, right? <laughs> he he got at least, and they didn't get anything ready for him. He didn't have an entourage. He came out with a microphone, lip sang to a song, and walked out the door. And I was like, okay, that's how they get you. They don't care about it being great because they know next year, wherever they are, in the next town, they're going to sell out anyways, right? Because somebody wants to go to the party. So we now have a new frequent contributor to the Weekly Scramble, Hmm. and his name is Benjamin, and he's the guy that uh, has been giving us the bourbon barrel-aged maple syrup recipes. He sent us another email, 
He says, hey, Chris, uh, heard the show again. I'm emailing to find out how your burnt tips turned out. The cooler days of fall are upon us here in Minnesota, and the leaves are changing colors. This is a great opportunity to take the drive to Harmony, Minnesota, and visit Harmony Spirits and stop by the tasting room. I just wanted you to remind, or to, excuse me, I just wanted to remind you of the business hours, Tuesdays, 2 to 7, Fridays and Saturdays, noon to 9, and Sundays, noon to 5. Let me start right there. Mm-hmm. Still haven't had the chance. I'm mad at myself, but here's why it's my fault. We're still knee-deep in football season right now, and we had a super busy weekend of both my boys were playing football. We ended up going to the Mankato homecoming game, me and my two sons did, so... And then Sunday, I had to meet up with my brother, and then my youngest had basketball. So I literally have not had time. Yeah. And but I'm go, I, but I'm 100 going to do this. So attached is a new recipe for the bourbon barrel aged maple sh- maple syrup made by our friends at Harmony Spirits in Harmony, Minnesota. Find out more at HarmonySpirits.net. That's their website. Um, my boys are addicted to the maple syrup. It's French toast sticks every morning right now. Yeah, that sounds good. Here's another recipe. We all love bacon, and here's one of the best ways to enjoy it. Are you ready, Michael? I am. Preheat your oven to 400 degrees. Take out a baking pan and place a wire rack inside the pan. Lay the strips of bacon on the wire rack. Some of the fat will drip into the baking pan while cooking, and this allows the bacon to get nice and crispy. Mm. Put in the oven for 10 minutes. Remove from the oven, then lightly brush some of the bourbon barrel-aged maple syrup on top of the bacon. Put back in the oven for five minutes. Remove from the oven and enjoy. It's like eating candy for breakfast. Who is this guy? How does he know all this? Well, this is Benjamin. He's- yeah, but ben, ben, how are you so smooth at this? How do you know this stuff? Who would ever know how to do that? Put do other people know syrup? how to cook stuff like this? I think so. I wouldn't be able to cook bacon if my life depended on you it. You could make bacon. I mean, I burned down my house potentially. But I wouldn't know how to put a put a uh, grate a rack in a well, pan. I would have never done that. that I'd have bacon grease everywhere. That was going to be my only question because I I can do all of that except for I'm wondering the wire rack portion of adding that to yeah that makes sense the tray keep it, keep it is off that the something tray. you can buy yeah it's like a cookie warming. Do you guys yeah. sell stuff like that? Yeah, you know those those racks that you put cookies on so the bottom dries out right? It doesn't. Okay. So it's like one of those baking rack. I think they call it. Can I get I it at Fredaloni's? How would I know? Well, you know everything that's yeah, sold inside probably, your stores. <laughs> probably we have them. I'm not somebody sure. somebody that works there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think we do. I have one at home. Oh. You know what? If I have one, at, let me say this reverse. Okay. If I have one at home, I only would have bought it from us. Okay. Like, I've never been to another store and said, because I couldn't tell you. If, if you bet me $1,000, I couldn't tell you where to buy one other than at Fratelloni's. Okay. I have no concept where you'd buy a baking rack. Well, thank you, Benjamin. Um, thank you, Benjamin. Please nice. do I'm just going to call him Ben. Please do us a favor. Continue to go into the local liquor store and ask for the Harmony brand by name. Those guys are awesome. They're going to be joining us here. Is that next week? Next week or the oh, week after? Be cool. Can't remember. But anyway, but if you do stop in, the maple syrup is to die for. It's really, really, really good. In fact, I have a bottle for you that I just now remember that I forgot to bring in today, oh, so I will bring it in next week perfect. for you. Um, but yeah, HarmonySpirits.net's their website. Also, check out their Twitter account, at HarmonySpirits, for upcoming tasting events. Two things to get to before we run out of time. This comes to us from Tom. A man placed an order for one hamburger, french fries, and a drink. He unwrapped the plain hamburger and carefully cut it in half, placing one half in front of his wife. He then carefully counted out the french fries, dividing them into two piles and neatly placed one pile in front of his wife. 
He took a sip of the drink. His wife took a sip and then set the cup down between them as he began to eat his few bites of hamburger. The people around them were looking over and whispering. Obviously, they were thinking, that poor old couple, all they can afford is one meal for the two of them. As the man began to eat his fries, a young man came to the table and politely offered to buy another meal for the old couple. The old man said, we're just fine. They were used to sharing everything. People closer to the table noticed the little old lady hadn't eaten a bite. She sat there watching her husband eat and occasionally taking turns sipping the drink. Again, the young man came over and begged them to let him buy another meal for them. This time, the old woman said, no, thank you. We are used to sharing everything. Finally, as the old man finished and was wiping his face neatly with the napkin, the young man again came over to the old lady and who had yet to eat a single bite of food and asked, well, what is it that you are waiting for? And she answered, I'm just waiting for the teeth. <laughs> Get it? Because they share everything. Share everything, including the teeth. the teeth. Yeah. Including the teeth. Thank you, Gross. Tom. Tom, Gross. that actually made yeah. me LOL. So yeah, I had that to was share that good. with you did today. Did you just say LOL? I did. I, you, did you did that IRL. What is that? In real life, you said. <laughs> I do that to my kids can all I the tell time. You, can, can you tell that you have teenage daughters? Yeah, I am. Um, okay, I've got to find an email that was addressed to you. This is from Steve. Here we go. Hey, Reeves, I know you occasionally do Ask Mike Anything. Please ask Mike the following. When, Mike, when should I stop cutting my grass? Um, You know... Because I know I I thought I remembered the answer to this, but I wanted to ask the expert. I think you know what you want to do. I'm I'm just looking at my grass. In fact, I thought about it today because we got all that rain. All of a sudden, it's like grass looks perfect. I got to cut this stuff again. But I always remembered. Mike always said, stop cutting your grass at a certain point, and I don't remember what well, it was. Well, you want to cut it a little lower at the end of the season, right? Because you don't want your taller grass to be matted down because you got to let your grass breathe in the in the springtime, right? You want, when that snow starts to evaporate and we finally start to see green again, right? And, and, and life seems poop. to be... Yeah, all that dog poop and stuff, all that stuff. So, I mean, you have a while. We have another month. Strangely, Reavers, we sell a ton of lawnmowers this time of year in October. Seriously? Yeah, it's weird. We sell it because I think so many people, here's one thing that I do. I don't rake. I mulch all my leaves Me too. Yeah, me too. I just keep mowing and mowing and mowing and mowing and all my stuff just mulches into the ground. I have stunning grass. My grass is stunning. It looks really, really great. I think that's partially because I just mulch everything in, but I, but I go over my grass a bunch of times. So got it. Got it. Tell them we got another month. We're going to go all the way into November. Okay. Right. But one, and, and I, you know, I, I don't love to talk about my stores all the time. Right, I don't love to talk about it, but I'm going to. Um, if you're looking for a snowblower, strangely, everywhere else in the Midwest had a very bad snowblower year last year, but we had a ton of snow. So we here in Minneapolis-St. Paul, we sold a ton of snowblowers, right? But everywhere else in the Midwest, like Chicagoland, had very little snow. So because of that, Toro put a bunch of preseason snowblowers on sale. Uh. You will not. This will not happen. Right, so if it was just our market, we'd say, "Hey, we sold a ton last year. We don't need them on sale. You know, we have enough." But they have probably extras because the rest of the Midwest did so poorly with snowblowers last year. Got it. So if you need a snowblower, and you have any memory whatsoever of what last year was like, last year was pretty brutal. It was brutal. If you need a snowblower. Do it right now. We have all of them. Some of them happen to be on sale, which never happens preseason. Never happens in Minnesota, but they think the Midwest is Minnesota and Chicagoland, right? Mm -hmm. Chicago didn't sell any last year. They sold some, obviously, but they didn't have a big year. Got it. 
So just as a point of caution to people, if you want one, do it early because you're going to get the best deals on them right now. And we just happen to have every single one in right now. And But as soon as it starts snowing, people are going to say, oh, I remember this from last year. That was a hard, hard winter. Mm-hmm. And they're going to, I mean, we've we've already sold a ton of preseason snowblowers. Wow. It's been crazy, crazy how busy people it's been. People are gearing up. I, I, you know, honest to God, we're up like 70%. Last month, we were up 70% in snow. So people remembered what happened, yeah. and they're like, oh, we're not going to do this again. I do remember at one point going, uncle, like, I'm so angry about this. Yeah, shoveling is not... There's a couple of things. Shoveling and raking. Both of those are very difficult jobs, and they're not fun ones, yeah. right? They're not. There's nothing fun about shoveling six inches of I wet snow. I never minded shoveling just because I thought, well, this is the additional exercise. It's just when we get the... You know, foot and a half of, of heavy crap. Yeah, just, That's and, what I think. And oh, you're still young. This. You're still relatively young. Right. If you as you get older, like first of all, you're always thinking, is that that heart palpitation? Is that it? Is that when I have <laughs> a heart this attack? Done? Right. Is this it? Because I don't know if that happens to other people, but I'll be shoveling. I'll be like, oh, oh, is that is that what's supposed to? <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to have that feel. Yeah. So, right. um, Reavers, you are the best, Michael. So you got a homework assignment. Okay, for I the have next to couple find of months, out how F1 big. between F1 and Super Bowl, what's a bigger weekend Done. for Vegas? Done. All right. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Reeves. Please do us a favor, rate and review the show wherever you happen to be consuming the Weekly Scramble. We would really, really appreciate it. His name is Mike Fredoni from Fredoni's Hates Heart. Sorry, I said the, the bad A word. From Fredoni's right. Hardware and Garden Stores, my name is Chris Reavers. We'll talk to you again next week. Until then, cheers.